So, I think let's get to it. Um, welcome to Philo Talks, Philosophical Wandering Talks. And today, we will be talking about existentialism, nihilism, and absurdism. Um, the reason why I started this topic is a few months ago, I have stumbled upon this certain meme who was posted by my friend or I think it was shared by my friend. And the content of the meme was um, the guy was standing in the rain and the caption was life has no meaning hashtag existentialist. And many people reacted. I think few thousand people reacted. Many of them shared. And my problem here is he defined existentialism as just the meaninglessness of life. So I pressed the I pressed the hashtag existentialist sign and I saw many people having having misconceptions as well on how they define existentialism because they define existentialism as just um, finding your existence or um, life has no meaning. So that's how they define it on my preliminary observation on men on on this on this matter because um, I there um, I didn't read any papers regarding to people people's perspective towards existentialism but from what I observe this is happening guys um, many people are misinformed about existentialism so I am here to talk about those three existentialism nihilism and absurdism um, why do I even mention those two nihilism and absurdism if my topic is existentialism the reason is you can um, for you to further explain existentialism nihilism and nihilism and absurdism should be mentioned as well because those three um relate to each other and those philosophers who pioneered this happen to relate to each other as well and we will we will be talking about it later so before i start with existentialism let me first start on nihilism nihilism was um was the idea of nihilism was was created a few th- uh, thousand thousands of years ago and before they even define it people are looking at the meaninglessness of life so many philosophers are are figuring out the meaning in this meaninglessness of life and um the term nihilism was first used by Ivan Turgenev in his book Father and Sons. So he defined nihilism and nihilist in a way that political nihilism. So we will be talking about the different types of nihilism later on. But he proposed and he defined nihilism as as a man who does not bow down before any authority. Who does not take any principle on faith, whatever reverence that principle may be enshrined in. And to further um, expound the meaning of his book, it was um, uh, 
discussion, more on um, description of political nihilism. A man negate his his political authority and authority, and separates himself from from politics, and so and so so on and so forth. So. Um, this idea was popularized by Ivan Turgenev, just like I've mentioned earlier. And many philosophers are starting to think about nihilism, right? S- starting to to make their own ideas about nihilism. And the most um, popular when you talk about nihilism is Friedrich, is Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah. Do I mentioned it properly? His name I don't know. But Nietzsche, who who happened to be um, a student of Schopenhauer. So Arthur Schopenhauer was uh, five years ahead of Friedrich Nietzsche, and he was studying philology in University of Basel at that time. So he was the youngest at that time who studied in the University of Basel. And Schopenhauer, well, his relationship with Schopenhauer is quite complicated. I think uh, many philosophers who studied Nietzsche and Schopenhauer, they have this theory, not theory, but this, the, this description of, relation, of Nietzsche's relationship with Schopenhauer as infatuation um i will not be talking about their love interest but i will just talking about how on how nietzsche came up with this idea of will to power will to power was the book made by nietzsche to further explain nihilism in 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 psych, in philosophical um excer- ex- excerpts and it's for it's far more complicated because the book was really hard to comprehend. Um, I read about the book, I think, and uh, it was really hard for me to to consume and to understand it well because the book was really long and and I think it's best if philosophers or or researchers or educators read about it and give uh, uh, a description about it so I will not so I I won't be mister misinterpreting the book because it's really complicated yeah. and Nietzsche um, came up with this idea of will to power because Schopenhauer that time inspired him Arthur Schopenhauer came up with this idea that life is meaningless and the inevit the inevitability of suffering and death gives life meaninglessness so according to schopenhauer um in his book um the world as will and representation that all truth passes through three stages first it is ridiculed second it is violently opposed Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. A man can do what he wants, but not what he wants. So it's really complicated, as uh, as I've as I've mentioned, that 
A man can do what he wants. He can do anything. He has the freedom and the will to do what he wants. But what does it mean to not do what he wants? So, um, it was not explained properly by Schopenhauer in his book in 1818, um, The World and As Will and Representations. So, what Nietzsche did was he devised um, the idea of Schopenhauer. He digged in a little bit um, deeper into it. So, Nietzsche created this book, The Will to Power. Um, I think it was um, a response to the world as well and representation of Arthur Schopenhauer. And this book um, is the belief that there is no in, in, intrinsic meaning in the universe. It is pointless. And trying to construct our meaning is just... Um, is just a substitute in our existence. Meaning, nihilism, there's no meaning at all. And if you, if you try to find the meaning of life in that meaninglessness, you're just um, moving in the valley with no specific direction. So that's how um, Nietzsche described it. That everything is pointless so therefore everything that you do is pointless that's it that's the idea of nihilism and and many philosophers negate this especially the theologians that time but um there are theologians who support it as well because um finding meaning finding god is the meaning religion is the meaning um be being your with with your family is the meaning um education is the meaning your career is the meaning and your life therefore has a meaning but um this negation of idea by nietzsche was really really clever for me because um I've seen his book, The Antichrist, as well. Um, I read a few pages and uh, I've read about the description on the description on it online, the view, the views, the points of philosophers about it, and the cleverness of meaninglessness that the, that was created by 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 Nietzsche was the avenue for many philosophers to think more on not about the meaninglessness but finding the meaning in those meaninglessness so for you to be a nihilist you believe and know that not just religion is false that there's no built-in meaning in the universe wanting to wanting to be discovered but by meaning we try to build for ourselves. So, um, after nihilism, this is where Sartre came in with his existentialism. It is a form of negation of nihilism. For me, huh? for me, who, who read about 
uh, read about them few years back. And it is quite vague now, but for me, trying to find um, trying to find the perfect book for this is really difficult. So, oh, so I said that. So let me continue about existentialism. How do we define existentialism? It is the belief that through the combination of awareness, free will, and personal responsibility, one can construct their own meaning. With the world that is and intrinsically has none of its own so um existentialist viewpoint viewpoint they know that life has no meaning or if not they just continue with their life by finding their own meaning um sartre um he was he was a really clever guy for me who 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 happened to negate the idea of not negate but to improve the idea of Nietzsche on the meaninglessness of life. So um whatever the case is, um it is not your fault that life has no meaning and it is also and it is also not your responsibility for making a meaning for your own. Um think of it this way. Um, before you were born, um, there's a void. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing at all before you were born because you're, you don't exist. Life has no meaning because you don't exist. But now that you existed, you will be responsible for your essentiality. Um, you will live in your life like um, figuring out on what, you're, what you want to think or what you want to do. Um, it's uh, really a complicated matter in terms of um, the deeper uh, description on existentialism. But Plato and Aristotle think uh, think about the essentiality of life before uh, before before Sartre devised his idea of from nihilism. Um, you exist, therefore you have a purpose. So what Sartre how Sartre is different about this viewpoint is that existence precedes essence. Um, your existence is far more valuable than your essentiality. Um, it's really complicated, um, complex, but I think you've, you've, you've get the gist about it. And the fundamental the fundamental component of of existentialism was rooted from the four types of nihilism oh shit i forgot to mention the four types of nihilism the first is moral nihilism when you say moral nihilism um you will be You will be denying the sense of any moral obligation and the objectivity of moral principles. So any ethical values, norms, etc., etc., everything that was created by by people, the rules, you know, the moral, the moral principles, etc., etc. It has no meaning. 
that's the meaning of moral nihilism in the moral viewpoint. The next is epistemological nihilism denies that there can be anything like truths or meanings not strictly confined within or wholly relative to a single individual group or conceptual scheme. Um, there's no truth. Uh, epistemological nihilism, uh, institutions, negating institutions. And the third is cosmic nihilism that disavows the intelligibility or the value of nature, seeing it as indifferent or hostile to fundamental human concerns. Um, cosmic nihilism for me, the best example is Rick Sanchez. If you happen to watch Rick and Morty, Rick Sanchez is a cosmic nihilist because he is the smartest guy in the universe. But still, what everything that he do, um, there's no meaning in every amazing thing that he do. He knows about it. Um, I will not be digging into digging deeper into to um, to Rick and Morty. But but if if you happen to watch Rick and Morty, you should look the philosophy of Rick Sanchez up on the internet, and you will find and you will know what I'm saying. So um, it is like your aspect in this vast universe. I always say about it, aspect in this vast universe. You're so small that you don't matter. That's the cosmic nihilism. Um, if you know Carl Sagan, who's a, an astrophysicist, he is also a cosmic nihilist. Um, he knows how small the world is and how our, our conflicts, wars, how our our suffering in this earth don't matter because we we don't matter in this universe and the third is what i'm about to tell you that i related into existentialist philosophy is existential nihilism existential nihilism according to donald crosby 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 that negates the meaning of life that's it the the existent the existence itself uh, negates the meaning of life so everything at all moral principles just like in moral nihilism institutions and truths in epistemological nihilism and your meaninglessness in the meaning and your meaninglessness in this universe in cosmic nihilism it goes all the way into existential nihilism it's like a hierarchy, parang ni- existential nihilism being the highest and and moral, epistemological and cosmic nihilism going below that. So it all relates to existential existential nihilism. So Sartre did was to negate the existential nihilism of of Nietzsche. So just like what I've said earlier. Um, you will find the meaning in your own life. So that is existentialist, folks. Um, the negation of existential nihilism. So don't, don't, ano ah, um, I will not be talking about religion well in this matter. So, so I would like to um, say that this is not a theological philosophy 
and I'm not against any religion nor I I hate any religion because I I go against I go against their beliefs but this is my way of philosophizing and thinking things through per se and ipso facto we people who think outside the religion is also an uh, an an existentialist viewpoint for me because um we are not having bad faith so when you say bad faith um you are accepting moral principles moral values you are accepting um what was given to you and you are living with what was given to you by your parents or by the institutions you grew up in and that is what you call bad faith bad faith is acceptance and the absurd when you say when you talk about the absurd wait let me find it here yeah yeah this is i found it when you say about when you talk about the absurd um it is the human tendency to seek inherent value and meaning of life and the human inability to find in a purposeless meaningless or chaotic and irrational universe this is according to this is according to to albert camus albert camus who pioneered absurdism so now we will be going i think it was clear for you now what's the difference between nihilism and and existentialism uh yes because um just what i've said nihilism is simply the the meaninglessness of life and existentialist is um you have the free will to find your own meaning and absurdism for me is the bridge of this two because when you talk about absurdism um what i really like about Camus is he explained it in the myth of sisyphus the myth of sisyphus is my favorite book uh, for me i i read it years i've read it years ago and i happened to read a few read it again this quarantine and to summarize this 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 idea of absurdism um i'm gonna uh, share the the summary of the myth of sisyphus sisyphus was banished by the gods not banished but punished by the gods because sisyphus was a really clever person who tricked the gods into escaping death who tricked the gods into giving them into giving him what he wants so as his punishment sisyphus um for eternity will push a rock hey if you saw this if you saw this this photo of a guy pushing a rock that's sisyphus pushing a pushing a rock uphill and letting it go down over and over and over again for eternity so the idea of absurdism is how do you find meaning in that suffering of sisyphus 
So Sisyphus, um, if you can see, what he's doing is meaningless because um, if you, uh, try pushing a rock uphill and letting it go, is that meaningless for you? Yes, of course. But for 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 Albert Camus, the absurdist philosophy. Um, explores the fundamental nature of the absurd. So, just like what I've said about the absurd earlier, that um, the absurd is is <clears throat> the response to the meaninglessness of the universe. And Camus says that we should embrace the absurdity of existence. Camus describes life as a big pond and we are just a guy throwing rocks in the pond. No matter how much we throw in the pond, the pond will not respond. Just like our shout- shouts in the universe, no matter how, how we shout for existence, no matter how we relate to existence, no matter how we live our life, the universe will not respond. That no matter how much effort we put into into finding our meaning the universe will not respond to us we are just tiny beings in this complex and grand design of of our existence so we really don't matter so what are what are we going to do um according to Camus live your life that you are so free that your existence is an act of rebellion That is what Camus is telling in absurdism. Rebel. Rebel in a way that um, you are fully aware that life has no meaning. And therefore, you, sure, you should rebel against it by embracing what life has to offer. Um, that is really a clever, a clever idea of, of Albert Camus. Because now that we have talked about nihilism and existentialism the na- absurdism being the bridge absurdism that became the unifier of existentialist existentialism and nihilism that it accepts that we seem to function best with some sort of religious beliefs in our lives meaning that we people many people um those who are not an atheist find their meaning in their gods and but the science has shown the nihilists are right about both revealing that meaning and constructive meaning does not exist in in a scientific ano, perspective that kasi um phil- philosophy was was ah science is also the fruit from philosophy so Um, in a scientific perspective that facts we need facts to to explain things and you can explain your existence through facts you can explain God through facts because God is a feeling God is the supreme being sort of our person of um, a being we look up to a being we believed in and a being worth of living for for many people and 
absurd um for Albert Camus for him that suicide philosophical suicide is suicide in a way that there's only one serious philosophical problem and that is suicide so it was in the myth of Sisyphus but but the way we define philosophical suicide on this one is complete embracing religion or spiritual framework because one believes it's too hard and too sad to live without one so when you say philosophical suicide you are living your life as if you have a religion and the intellect the intellectual laziness of you to find any meaning outside that religion is is it's not for you i mean you will not be looking outside anything outside your religion religion for example you're a catholic therefore um your god is god and the holy trinity the holy spirit and jesus christ if you're a muslim um it's allah and for buddhism for for shintoism etc etc um that's what we believe in and that's what we exist for because our because of our god and that is philosophical suicide everyone because the acceptance of this is philosophical suicide um this is um different from acceptance because when you say acceptance um you would just be continuing without meaning and philosophical suicide is accepting religion and spiritual framework because you refuse and it is sad to believe that there's no life in the universe other than god than your than gods so um resigning to truly believe something you know isn't true is weak position but it often looks identical to absurdism which is not that is according to 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 Albert Camus um and that people is um to conclude this podcast um nihilism is the the complete meaninglessness existentialism is finding meaning finding finding a meaning finding a meaning can be a hobby or anything but having free will and awareness and you make a meaning for your own and absurdism is rebellion to that rebellion to the to the meaninglessness of the universe you will live truly free that your existence will 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 act as a rebellion um <clears throat> if the um i think that's it um uh, i w- i would um i want to talk about kafka franz kafka but i think it's on the other episode so i think this is it so um again i'm sorry if if i stutter or if i if i happen to to face out because this is my first time And just like what I've said earlier, you can message me if I happen to make any mistakes or if I have any misinterpretation. So we can have a discourse, per se, into figuring this out. So, 
again, thank you guys for being here and for listening to my to my podcast. And I hope to see you again soon. Goodbye.